most people have the intent to do the right things. Whether as consumers, we I think most of us would like to shop more sustainably. Yep. But even all the businesses that we work with, there's intent there as well. I think up until now, there hasn't been an easy way to do it. And so that's that's what we've sold. With the technology that we've developed, there is now a path, either as a business owner or as a consumer, to get that right information. Hello and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. I'm your host, Norbert Strappler, the CEO of SingSpider. Hello and welcome to another Ecom Ops podcast. Uh, today I'm talking to Austin from DayRise, which is an impact measurement platform that provides impact transparency um, throughout the entire production process, making it easy for both customers and businesses to understand and ultimately reduce their environmental and social impact. So, um, Austin, welcome to the show. Thanks, Norbert. Great to be here. Yeah, great to have you. Uh, Austin, best way, tell me a bit more about yourself. How did you get into e-commerce and what is DayRise? Uh, yes, yeah, so um, I've got a background mostly in large corporates. So I worked at Nike and, and companies like uh, TomTom and Philips, mostly in commercial and marketing roles. I'm, I'm originally from Australia, um, but been living in Europe for, for 15 years. Um, and then... Sort of four, four years ago, uh, I was on holiday with a with a, a friend of mine and now co-founder, and we really were thinking about how we could use our experience for for good and how we could actually start to make a difference. So we we started DayRise as a way to really help companies and consumers, as you said at the at the start, uh, understand the environmental and social impact of the products they make and buy. Mm -hmm. Cool, that's great. Um, why why did you found that? Why did you do that? So what 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 was the impetus to 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 make that company? Yeah, no, good question. So we were actually um, on holiday at the time and we both got kids uh, and they were uh, playing in the swimming pool and they actually wanted to buy a, a, a floating toy, a big, I think it was a unicorn. And so they were um, trying to convince us to buy it and, and we told them that it was not a great use of the world's resources to buy a big, big toy that was made of single-use plastic and they were going to use it once or twice. And we got into this big debate with the children about, whether it was sustainable or not. And, and what we realised was there was no um, substantiation of that. There was no evidence for either side. We were just debating our points of view. Uh, and so we really wanted to solve that for consumers. So as consumers, most of us are all becoming most uh, more environmentally conscious. How could we provide more information so that um, consumers can make better decisions? So that's where we started. Um, we realised pretty quickly as, as we, we jumped into it that the reason why most consumers don't understand the impact of product is because brands find it really, really hard. Brands and e-commerce platforms find it really hard to understand the impact at a product level. So that's what we started out to solve. It took us two years, um, but we developed a technology that can really accurately measure the impact at a product level that helps both businesses and consumers really understand that impact. Okay, very interesting. Um, what, what part of uh, the e-commerce supply chain has the most significant effect on the environment? Yeah, um, the, the inconvenient truth is it's the products that we make and sell is the, is the biggest impact. Um, so 
Uh, a lot of times as consumers, we talk about the last mile delivery, uh, the delivery of our products and, and the packaging that our products come in. Um, but mm-hmm. the, the reality is that they have, you know, in the overall sort of impact of a product, they have a, a relatively small impact, even though they're the most visible to us as consumers. Really, the the primarily the sourcing of new materials. So when you're making a product out of new materials, um, for the most part, that is the, the biggest impact. So for any business or any e-commerce business, certainly the, the biggest impact is that the products that, that you make and sell. Um, and so being able to choose products that have a, a lower impact on the environment um, mm-hmm. is, is a great way to, to lessen your impact. Okay, cool. Um, I think what's important for, for our customers is, uh, or for, for our um, listeners is uh, they are mostly um, store owners um, and, and, um, and how, how does your product or how does your tool can help them or what does it tell them? Yeah, so I can, can do it in a number of ways. So uh, if, if they're a, a manufacturer of products and selling products, um, we can obviously help them with the, understanding the impact of the products they make and then ultimately sell. But, but even if they're a, a marketplace or an e-commerce platform that doesn't make products, um, what we can do is help them understand the impact of the products they buy and their ranging. So we, we work with uh, hundreds of companies. We work with large corporates, um, you know, large multinational retailers, and smaller brands as well. And there's multiple use cases, but one of the big use cases is for retailers or e-commerce platforms to now have a metric that enables them to make better decisions about the products that they range. So we can work with them uh, and the brands and products that they're um, that they're currently selling and help them understand which ones are um, good for the environment, which ones are not so good. Um, and then they can make informed decisions about their ranges and, and choose either not to range products that aren't good for the environment Or what we encourage um, people to do is actually work directly with those brands so they can actually improve those products. Because once once you have the information about where your product is doing well and where it's not doing well, then you can take steps to actually improve the product. So that level of information is great. And then ultimately, you can actually share that information with your consumers as well. And this is, I think, the most interesting part of all that you have finally an official way to show um, I'm I'm uh, doing good job here. Um, we, we are uh, we're saving the environment. We are uh, have good products. We take care for that. Uh, so only this information is uh, doing good things and talking about it. Yeah, I, th- I think and, and most people have the intent to do the right things. Whether as consumers, we I think most of us would like to shop more sustainably. Yep. But even all the businesses that we work with, there's intent there as well. I think up until now, though, there hasn't been an easy way to do it. Um, and so that's that's what we've solved. With, with the technology that we've developed, there is now a path, either as a business owner or as a consumer, to get that right information. So now you can actually make better decisions about how your business can do a better job for the planet. And how how do you get to the data? So you mean uh, you 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 have the, the 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 web shops where the products are in, but how do you get the data from the products to analyze that? Yeah, so um, we do collect a number of data points about the products. I would say um, we we work directly with the brands to to get mm-hmm. the product. Um, uh, to, sorry, to get the information about the product. But the, our technology actually works in two ways, um, and, and they're both really important. The first, the first way is when we are looking at the data sets of a product, um, we can actually, if there's data sets missing through the supply chain, which there always is, you know, and again, we work with a whole range of brands, big and small, 
no one has a complete view of the supply chain of their product. So if there is missing information, for instance, about the energy it takes to actually produce a particular garment somewhere, um, we have access to 31 different databases that can rapidly and accurately fill in that information. So we can actually put in proxy data that can actually help you understand the impact of the product. That's the first way it works. So we can actually, even if you're missing information, we can still tell you the impact of the product. The second way is um, then we assess it, our algorithms then assess it against five dimensions of sustainability. And that's really the secret source of what we have is that we give a really holistic measurement of the impact of a product. So um, most people talk about carbon when it comes to impact, which is really important. Um, and, and carbon is a, a really big trigger for the planet. But environmental impact is, is much more complex than that. So we look at climate impact, um, which is carbon. We look at biodiversity impact. Um, we look at water impact. Um, we look at circularity, we look at the livelihoods and well-being, so actually look at the social um, part of the supply chain and then to look at the purpose of the product as well. So what you end up with is a really detailed report on the overall impact of a product that, again, helps brands or manufacturers understand where they can make better choices. It helps e-commerce platforms uh, really understand where the impact of a product is and, and ultimately helps consumers make better decisions. Very cool, yeah. And. And how, how critical is the environment and social impact assessments to um, to e-commerce businesses in today's world? Um, I'd say super critical. I think um, I think the I would say that the the reason why it's becoming more critical is because uh, stakeholders across the board are demanding it. So I think consumers are certainly looking for it. Um, so I think you, you can attract a whole range of loyal consumers if you start to look at the sustainability of the products that you sell. I think the good thing on that, though, is consumers don't expect brands or companies to be perfect. They just want you to be transparent. So I think a lot of times companies are scared to share metrics if they're not 100% in their favour. But I think consumers are just looking for transparency. So I think it's critical to attract and retain consumers. Um, but ultimately, uh, government regulation is, is catching up. And there's new regulations coming in across Europe. Um, it's called the Product Environmental Footprint, and it actually will mandate that companies start to actually measure, track, and ultimately publish the impact of the products they buy and sell. So even if you're an e-commerce platform that doesn't make products, if you sell products, you'll need to publish that impact now. That comes into effect in 2024 for large corporations, um, and it'll be a couple of years later for, for smaller companies. But By getting started now, you can get a real jump on not just the competition, but start to put the right processes in place. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, when you talk about prices, uh, how, how do you earn money with Theorize? Yeah, so we uh, we earn money by charging um, per product. So we're, we're a technology tool. We're, we're a SaaS tool. So, um, But that's what we've solved for. The previous ways of actually measuring impact were very manual. You need to go into the whole supply chain and work it out and That was very time-consuming. It took sort of three to six months per product and it costs tens of thousands of euros. Oh, and so wow. you generally, only the big corporations did it and you normally went to a big sort of consultancy group to do that. Mm -hmm. So um, so that's what we've tried to change. Or that's what we have changed by using technology and, and, and adopting a, a SaaS approach to it. So we can do it rapidly at scale. So instead of taking months, it takes minutes. Um, and we charge 60 euros per product. So it's a really affordable way to actually get to measure impact. It makes it affordable for smaller companies that only have a few a few products. But equally, it makes it affordable for larger companies that have hundreds of thousands of products because obviously that doesn't scale either. So we're all about democratizing impact information. So we've deliberately priced it in a way that makes it accessible for all sized businesses. 
that's really that's really insane. I mean, when you when it took so long time before, and now you lowered that down with automism and uh, and 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 a low fee. So this is very interesting. I mean, um, there are several tools available for impact assessment. Uh, what should e-commerce firms consider before deciding which tool to use? Yeah, it's it's, it's an emerging space, which is exciting, and I think. Um, you know, I think I, I'm a big believer in human innovation to help solve our biggest problems, and and certainly uh, climate change is our biggest problem at the moment. We were yeah. talking, we were talking at the start about the, the weather and how that's a, a real indicator, but there's a, a lot of great technology that's being developed. So that's that's great because I think a lot of times we expect businesses to um, lead the way with this and make change, but without the right technology and the tools, it's really difficult. So um, the good news is there's a, a lot of great technology. I would say when, when looking at which tools to use, um, there's a couple of things I would consider. Uh, one, one is um, how holistic is the measurement? Um, I think it's really, really important that uh, companies look at measurements that cover not just carbon um, but a whole host of measuring impacts um, because that is really how you truly measure the impact of a product. And it also in that way will be relevant with the regulations. So that would be the second part too. Make sure that you're looking at a measurement uh, methodology and technology that's actually compliant with upcoming government regulation because you need to make sure that you actually cover that off. And then I would look at the, the cost and scalability. Uh, and I think there's, a, again, a, a range of different costs out there that can actually measure what you need to do. Uh, again, we've priced ours at a way that really will make it accessible for whether you're a large or small business to really do this across your entire range. Mm. And um, beside that, what products um, you have and, 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 and what uh, uh, footprint they have, what approach can e-commerce companies adopt to, to limit their impact on the environment? Yeah, I, th I think um, the unfortunate truth is just being judicious about, oh, there's a couple of things, be judicious about the, the, the products that you stock. But I also think um, it's time to start thinking about different models as well. Um, so there was a report that came out from Selfridges, obviously the big retailer in the in the UK, um, that by 2030, I think they were estimating that they wanted 50% of their products to be um, either either reused or recycled or refilled products. So that's a massive shift, right? I, I talked at the start about the fact that the biggest impact is actually the products that you make, and most of that impact is actually using virgin materials or new materials to make a new product. Um, the way that we're going to solve a lot of that is to actually make more circular products. So um, Selfridges has put a big stake in the ground, and that should be something that e-commerce companies should be really looking at because if the big companies are moving into that space, um, you know, generally they're not the, the first movers. But if they start to own that space, I think that's problematic for, for other e-commerce companies. So I would be thinking about how you can actually extend your offerings to offer things like repair programs, you know, secondhand products, um, reuse products. I'm really thinking about the different models that you can uh, start to introduce to your e-commerce platform that are more circular and better for the environment. Yeah, fully need to agree. I mean, this is, uh, I see it uh, also here in Austria. Uh, the government is even funding repair centers. So they, they are helping people when they have something to repair. Um, they, they, they are adding this because, I mean, to be realistic, uh, but when, when you have a technical um, uh, product and it's damaged or it's, it's not working anymore, uh, well, buy a new one. This is how we, we all worked and how we're all behaving because repairing is too cost and uh, often it, it just works for a specific time frame and then you invested a lot of money and it doesn't work again. So, um, But changing that mindset uh, is, I think, very critical um, 
also for the consumers, not only for the e-commerce store owners to offering a service like that, that is affordable, but also for the consumers to 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 really go back and, and think about why not repairing something. Yeah. And, and you, you, you and your audience would know that through key drivers for consumers are cost and convenience. Um, so that, that model of, you know, you took get that, that example of repairing that needs to be convenient and cost effective, which I think it is, and, and it will continue to be that way. Um, so being able to offer that service to your customers, I think, will be something that is really important in the future to, to really gain yep. a competitive advantage. Yeah, and and you can earn money with that. So it's not totally. always. Yeah, you can yeah, still it, earn money, totally. and 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 that that's the thing for for important for those e-commerce store owners. Absolutely. Well, yeah, exactly. And money and earn loyalty. I mean, that that loop. You've made that initial sale, and now you keep that customer because you're going to repair it for them. So I think having that creates a lot more loyalty and a lot more contact points with a customer to keep them in your loop by actually not just selling them one product, but being a life cycle. You can actually keep them involved in your ecosystem. Yeah. How important is uh, automations for you in uh, Dayrise in your company? Well, it's really it's it's everything's automated for us because we're a <laughs> technology company. Um, so yeah, so we've got automation throughout our company. So automation in terms of the data collection. So for the bigger companies, we have API feeds that actually feed into their systems that actually extract the information. Um, and then our our whole system, our whole technology is automated. So our algorithm, um, once the data is entered, can actually uh, turn around um, score reports in, in minutes. So that that the whole process from our side is automated, which is which is really important, and that, and that enables us to produce what we can produce at scale and for the cost that we can actually deliver it for. Cool. Um, what will your ops team be focused in the rest of the year? What are you planning? Um, I mean, we, we we've got a really aggressive roadmap. Um, in terms of deliverables, so we um, we we're sort of really focused on how we can continue to deliver value for for our customers. So we've got uh, the, the reports we give at the moment are really insightful and valuable, um, but but it's only phase one, and we've got a, a really exciting um, list of features that we want to develop. So our ops team is really focused on how we can prioritize that. Um, we we work with. Uh, a cohort of, of retailers and brands that actually help steer it. Um, so we've got a, a steering committee. So we 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 really focused on staying valuable to our customers and providing insights that are actionable for them. So everything that we do, we actually first share with our um, cohort of brands to get their feedback on whether that is a value, and then they actually are involved in the, um, the the building and development of it as well. So we, we're really focused on how everything we can do in, you know, delivers real value and business insights for our customers. Perfect. Great. Thank you so much. Um, well, last question for today. Who has told you the most about e-commerce in your career? The most about e-commerce? I, I mean, I think I've been lucky um, throughout my career to have really good, surrounded by really good people. Um, but certainly my, my, my co-founder, um, Vincent Hugden. Um, he uh, he has a, a really big e-commerce background, and he's a he worked at NASPERS and, and big companies in, in e-commerce spaces. And certainly, into his knowledge of e-commerce is uh, is far greater than mine. And he's certainly the person I've learned the most from. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. Uh, it was really a pleasure talking to you and about this very very important topic of saving the environment and reducing the footprint. Um, so this is this is really um, something that we all should look into and try to find ways to 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 save our world and this is one of the things uh, that can really help um, if 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 the products if the supply chains if the production of the products is really done the right way um, and and that 
yeah, specific things just are limited. And this is, um, yeah, uh, one, one of the, the good things that DayRise helps you with to understand where do your products come from? What impact do they have uh, for the environment and help you to make good decisions? Thank you very much, Austin. Thanks for your time. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Have a great time. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time. 